Hello everyone, welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. Roll the intro. So whether you're on the cricket ground, Lang Park or the bush, you still gotta run, you still gotta tackle, and the scrums are not the same push. You give it some, you give some more, and you really give your all. Playing rugby league football, it's the greatest game of all. And now a quick message about our sponsors episode is sponsored by Leeds RLFC Stickers. They are an England-based sticker company specialising in Leeds Rhinos Super League stickers. They are 100% quality guaranteed with regular new design releases. Head over to their Instagram, give them a follow and DM them for prices and much more. They have excellent prices. They also ship internationally. I go through them for all of my Leeds Rhinos stickers merch. We are also currently in talks of designing and releasing a Final Tackle exclusive design so be sure to follow them and us on Instagram for updates on that. Their Instagram Instagram is Leeds RLFC underscore stickers. It will be linked in the description of this episode on YouTube, Spotify, Podbean, our Facebook, Instagram, and more. This episode is also sponsored by the Grange Hotel in Wyoming, New South Wales, Australia. They have quality food, $12 schnitties with almost any gravy that you can think of. I personally love the pepper gravy that they do on the schnitties for $12 there. They also share every single game of the NRL live on the big screen. So go over there, pour yourself a schooner of beer with your mates, order a snooty with your mates as well, and have a cracker of a time watching the footy on the big screen at The Grange. Their Facebook will be linked in the description of this episode and on our Facebook bios and everything else for our social medias as this well. This episode is in partnership with the Rugby League Away Day. It is an Instagram-based Salford City and Super League news outlet. They focus on the Super League women's at the moment. For all of your Super League, Super League women's and more news, head over to their Instagram. It is first founded in 2017 by a former Salford City under-19 academy player. Their Instagram is Rugby League Away Day. Right, and we're back. And just one more quick shout-out. Just a massive shout-out to Danny McMaster, the creator of our theme song, The Greatest Game of All. He released that in the 1980s. And so, by all means, head over to his Instagram and Twitter for more of his comedy gold. That They will be linked in the description of each website and social media that we upload this to. Now, we've got a very special guest in the house. Um, he is the current Penrith Panthers coach, former New Zealand Warriors fullback and coach of that team, Ivan Cleary. Thank you for joining us here, mate. Uh, my pleasure. Good to be here. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so let's get stuck into it. Uh, question one. You made your debut as a player for Manly in 1992. What was that like for you and the week leading up to it? Yeah, so I was um, I'm a Manly junior, but I was um, an unlikely NRL player. I um, I I kind of grew up playing soccer most of my life, among other sports. Um, mm-hmm. um, so I think I, I actually probably participated in, in the in the last ever open trial for under twenty ones in the nineteen ninety season. Um, yep. So I picked up, yeah, and so I played under twenty ones that year, and uh, for, for ninety one it was actually. So yeah, the, the following season I yeah got an opportunity to play first grade. It was unbelievable it was like something like out of this world but something i never even ever imagined i was always a rugby league fan as a kid I only played a bit at school and before i knew it i was playing um first grade i think in that team there was like seven internationals or something so oh, it's pretty out. wild yeah yeah I, mem- I remember on the when the um it was put in the actual paper i remember actually still remember to this day eating my breakfast one morning um and saw my name in the paper in, in like the team list yep 
uh, that's when I'm the nerves hit, and it's just like, oh my god, oh my god, god it's, it's real now. It's 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 going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so just an incredible dream come true. Um, something I'll never forget. That's awesome. Um, speaking of your career, you played most of your career at the Roosters and Warriors. Which club did you feel the most at home at, out of those two? Yeah, probably the Roosters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the Roosters when I was about 25, I think, so you know, in terms of maturity. And I was married um, at that point as well. So I think I was probably probably in the prime of my career, I guess. Also, just, um, I just really enjoyed those four years. We had a good team. Um, yes, he did. Didn't quite, yeah, just felt the last hurdle a couple of times. So I made two preliminary finals, I think, made the semis every year, but just couldn't quite get there. But I had a great time, great bunch of blokes. Um, yeah, I love the Warriors but, um, and had probably my, yeah, my, my main uh, connection to the Warriors is probably more through coaching, although yeah. we made the grand final in my last year, so that was pretty special. But yeah, the Roosters always hold a special part in my heart. Yeah, no, speaking of the Roosters and also the last year of your career, which was at the Warriors, you played your final game in the 2002 Grand Final, unfortunate loss to your former club being the Roosters. What was that like? Was it bittersweet? Was it negative? Or was it all just full-packed, jam-packed of positives minus the negative of losing? Yeah, pretty much exactly how you just sort of said it. um, it Yeah, it was disappointing to lose, but I actually thought, you know, it was one of those experiences where you just felt, well, you know, we were... It was beaten by the better team, um, yep. Yep. and I did have some feelings of um, happiness for my former club. I think that might have been the first premiership, like in I don't know, like thirty years or something. So at that stage, um, so it was a pretty, pretty big, um, uh, big kind of day in the, the history of the Roosters. I mean, obviously gone on to win a few more. Started a very successful period uh, for the club, but it's good to see a lot of people I really cared for really happy about that. And I, as I said, I, I felt they deserved it. Yeah, nice. Um, and speaking of your coaching career, um, the next few questions are geared around that. You started coaching four years after your retirement from playing, making your coaching debut for the Warriors from 2006 until 2011. Looking back, what is your proudest achievement of your time as coach of the Warriors? Um, yeah, so. I, when I, uh, I well probably probably the grand final of 2011, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I was, yeah, we 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 were in uh, three grades that day, so under 20s, the um, reserve grade, whatever it was called at that point, and and also first grade, which from you know for a, for an overseas team to, to to make all three grades in a grand final, pretty incredible effort, uh, yeah, achievement, for sure. uh, definitely, yeah. So I think probably, yeah, that's so probably that day, yeah. Nice. Um, and obviously mo- talking more about your coaching career, you then headed to Penrith from 2012 till 2015, then headed to the Tigers for a few years, and then you returned back to the base of the mountain for this season and for however many more seasons you're contracted on for them. What was the deciding factor and reasons to head back to Penrith? Yeah, I felt um, so when I came here in, 2012, I, you know, I, I didn't have much of a connection with the place, um, but I, you know, moved my family here, um, yep. originally from the Northern Beaches, as I, as I said, then we were in New Zealand for 10 years, so we moved the family, um, so four kids at the time, and came here, came out at Penrith, um, so, um, and then was here for, yeah, four seasons, 
Um, yeah, and then I, I just kind of felt like I had an unfinished business when I was let go here. Um, mm-hmm. And then in, in the meantime, um, my son started playing. Uh, Nathan started playing first grade. Um, and now he's still playing living. for the team that you coach. Yeah, so we're still living in the area as well. Um, so mm-hmm. I used to go and watch, because Nathan was playing, I used to go and watch watch them pretty much every time I could. So yep. um, so when I got the opportunity to, to coach them again, I just felt, I just, yeah, I, I had a real, I felt a real connection. Didn't ever want to leave in the first place. Uh, obviously, Nathan playing was a, another added um, incentive. But I and I had a real connection to the to the area because you know my because my kids are all all growing up here. Um, yeah, to me it was uh, I, I really enjoyed the Tigers. I loved. Um, I never um, forget uh, how, you know the opportunity they gave me. I thought you know uh, I'd like to think I helped the club, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when that when that opportunity came to come back here, it was just you couldn't knock it back. It was such a well, it was just a strong a strong feeling that I that never changed, and yep, and I'm really glad I'm, I'm back here. That's good. That's good to hear. And speaking of your first season back as coach of the Panthers, um, they had a they had what seemed to be maybe I'd say an unfortunate season, just just missing out on the top eight. What are your thoughts on Penrith's season performance and what do you think needs work, like ne- they need to work on in order to improve for next season? Yeah, so we had a season that's, you know, been overall been disappointing. Um, we, uh, it's been a bit of a regeneration of the roster. Um, mm-hmm. We're a development club out here at Penrith, so you'll often, there'll often be a bit of a cycle um, of young players coming through into the team. This year just happened to be we had quite a few come in this year. Um, we had some, um, we had some big, big kind of decisions to make with our cap salary cap to to give it some sustainability moving forward. Um, but having said all that, you know, I really felt we, you know, we, it's disappointing not to be in the finals because I believe you know we should have been. So that's um, yeah, I'd, you know, as the head coach, I take responsibility for that. But I, I feel like it's a season that will be necessary in the long run in the yes. uh, in terms of our journey I thought um, yeah I, I feel we will yeah we'll, we'll improve a lot next year um, and a lot of learnings happened this year absolutely it's been a difficult year in many respects but uh, yeah one that as I said is going to be we'll look, look, look back on um, and think it was a a, a very nece- uh, necessary uh, and a good chance to learn yes after yes. our future Yes, if anything that you can take from the negative is that it's a yeah a, a learning of you know okay let's do these things differently etc. Um, oh yeah, and a lot of that you know like, as I said like it was a it was a, a, trans, a, a transforming year at the club um, um, starting I guess with with Phil Gould leaving the club he's um, you know he's been a such an instrumental figure at this club and um, in many respects he's done. A lot of stuff on his own, or you know, so it's a different. We're running the clubs being run differently, and that's that's taken a bit of time to get used to. And uh, in some respects, we're still getting used to that. But I, I, I believe that, uh, yeah, the, the function of the club moving forward is in really good hands. And I think, um, yeah, it's definitely blue skies ahead. Wonderful to hear. Um, and also touching on the season. Um, do you have a grand final matchup prediction? Oh, I can't go by, you know, I can't go by the Storm and the Roosters. I yeah. think uh, been the best two sides um, all season. Um, 
and I, yeah, I, I just think I think that's they probably uh, deserve to be in the grand final. And having said that, if someone can knock them off, then they will deserve it. So, <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and that can happen for sure, and it can happen certainly in those preliminary finals. Uh, but I, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be those two sides, and who's going to win? Or, We'll find out on the day. Um, we did touch on um, your move to the Panthers and stuff and talking about Nathan. What's it like being able to coach your son, not just in the sense of, you know, if he was a junior, but the fact that you're coaching your son in a first grade team and all that. What's the um, bond like? Is it stronger than before you coached him in first grade, etc.? Uh, yeah, so there'll be a lot of people out there listening who uh, either coach their sons or daughters or whatever, and it happens everywhere um, in junior sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, most junior teams actually are coached by whether a dad or mum in there somewhere. Yeah, so it's obviously a pretty normal thing to do, but yeah, not at NRL level. I was I only ever coached Nathan in uh, soccer, I think, when he was six, so mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot of uh, time together coaching so I certainly wasn't one of the, you know I was too busy essentially I was coaching NRL most of the time he was growing up so um, look uh, it hasn't strengthened our bond our bond is really strong anyway um, yep. but it's, nothing's changed there um, after my first year doing I, I really enjoy it but I think it's going to be will be better for it too um, there's a lot of pressures and uh, this year which I think even the fact that we we coached together there was a lot of um scrutiny and a lot of that was negative unfortunately uh i don't know really why but i don't know why either i've always said that um well i mean i've always tried to see it as a sense of you both being obviously cleary family it's not a sense of favoritism or anything it's a matter of i i may be wrong the way i'm interpreting it i see it as you're the coach he's the halfback and he knows exactly what you want as well as the rest of the team know exactly what you want, but he can word it in a way that um, he'll know how to word it to the players on the field during the game sort of thing. You know, you want something done on the field, he can get it, You can he can execute it a lot better, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I don't, I just don't think you'd ever get a stronger bond between a coach and a, and a halfback. Exactly, you know? so, yeah. In that respect, I mean, obviously, um, and I, I think that's the way he is, and the way the way I am. I, you know, there's certainly not a no dramas around, but mm-hmm. yeah, favoritism or just any kind of that. But but there was a bit, you know. I, I think there was a I don't know whether it was a bit of the Australian in people, but it was almost like some people, you know, wanted us to fail. I don't know why, but you know, anyway, um, <laughs> we've had to kind of deal with that a bit, and I, and I thought. I did feel the pressure that he was under more pressure because he was, um, uh, like I was under a fair bit of pressure. So I think he probably felt that more than yeah. other players. So that, so that, in that respect, that was difficult. But as I said, now we've done it for one season. I think um, that'll be easier to deal with and, and we'll only be better for it. So, yeah, I, so yeah, all in all, I think it's a, a real positive. And um, some, I reckon some people might struggle with it, but the way our... I guess our personalities and our relationship is, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's um, it's going to be real positive moving forward. That's good. That's very good to hear. Um, a few more light, a few lighter questions to finish it off before we do six quick fire trivia questions. Um, yeah. Who's the prankster at the Panthers at the moment? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know of any. It's not one of those um, clear cut. Um, 
practical jokers. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, oh, you probably have to ask one of the players. Or I, no one, no one pranks me. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, um, who was the? Who do you remember as the most memorable prankster of your time playing in the NRL? Yeah, well, there's a guy called Nathan Wood who, I, who back in uh, like Rooster days, I think that played for the Tigers first, much south, I think, and then the Tigers and other Roosters. Um, a utility player. Um, he was a madman, pretty much. He 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 would break into people's houses and uh, oh, set up set traps up and scare people. He had, you know the, the screen movies. So yeah. he had one of those screen masks and he dressed in black and. <laughs> He did it to me one day, actually. Um, we were playing the Warriors together, actually. And <laughs> he broke into my house one night, and um, he, he turned on a radio, which was in my bedroom. And uh, so I went into the bedroom, and I just thought maybe it had, you know, gone off because of the wrong alarm time had yeah. been set or something. Yeah. I went in there, and he came out from under, behind the bed. It was dark. <laughs> he came out making this noise with that screen mask on, scared the crap out of me. And what what I didn't realise was... was Nathan, my son, who was at that stage, was probably about three years old, I reckon. Oh. He was behind me and saw the whole thing. And uh, <laughs> he, um, yeah, he, yeah, he wouldn't leave outside. Yeah, slept with us for about the next week. He wouldn't go in his bedroom or anything. Oh, far <laughs> that out. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. that, that's, that's a pretty good prank. That's up there. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Jimmy Maloney now that he's finished his tenure at the Panthers and he's um, off to Super League? What do you have to say about him as a player and a person? Yeah, so I, uh, I was first put on to Jimmy Maloney by an old team, Bears, North Sydney Bears teammate of mine, a guy called Greg Florimo, who was, Jimmy was playing um, reserve grade for for the Bears, and uh, so he told me about him. This, this probably would have been about early 2000, oh, probably 2000, 2005, 2006, maybe, something like that, around about then. And um, so I just sort of kept an eye on him. He, he played for Parramatta, played reserve grade through there, and then at, at the Storm. Um, and so it was, we ended up signing him at the Warriors when I was coach yes. uh, for the 2010 season. I think he played about four games at Melbourne, mainly when there was Origin players out. And, yeah. Uh, went on to, yeah, star for us, 210, played grand final to 11, and um, then he ended up playing for the Roosters. Yeah, so he's had a glittering career. So I had him, he was very confident, sort of, he's similar to what he is now, actually, even when he was a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, like he, Great fella, um, pushed the boundaries of just only doing enough in terms of training. Um, he's sort of like a, the larrikin, giving penalties away, uh, all that stuff. It's never changed. Um, mm-hmm. Missing tackles, all that stuff. All that. <laughs> but still managing to come up with clutch plays year in year out. You know, um, a real winner, incredibly competitive footy player. Mm-hmm. Uh, tough, really tough. Uh, great guy to have you know in your team and around it. Um, yeah, I mean, you couldn't have much better NRL career than, than Jimmy's had. Also, starting reasonably late. I think he didn't really play first grade until he was like around 23 or something. So yeah, something like that. Yeah, good late. Yeah, late starter. But um, yeah, um, yeah, I was fortunate to have him at the start of his career and in the end. So um, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, he'll be missed. That's awesome, and we here at the final tackle um, wish him the best at Catlin's Dragons next season. And we've got uh, two more questions, I think. Uh, let's, I'm just going to have a quick read through the questions, see which ones I haven't covered. Um, no, that's actually about it. That's it. So now it's time for Try Time Trivia. Everyone knows what the deal is. Um, everyone who listens, I mean, is it's six quick-fire NRL questions to represent a set of six tackles, and that's pretty much it. 
Um, you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Wonderful. Question one. What seasons were the South Sydney Rabbitohs excluded from competing in the NRL? Mm. Uh, that would have been about 2000, yep. maybe. Yeah. And one other season. Oh, okay. Oh, it must have been 2001, was it? Yep. Yes. Um, next question. Who scored the West Tigers' first try in the club's history? Oh, I should know that. Uh, mm, it was John Scandales. Yes, it was. <laughs> Next question. Who did Stephen Kearney replace as the head coach of the New Zealand Warriors? Andrew McFadden. Yes. Next question. In 1977, the Parramatta Eels played in the first ever drawn grand final against which other club? St. George. Yes. Uh, I think we've got... Two, yeah, two more questions left. What, which Manly Rohingya Sea Eagles player made his State of Origin debut for New South Wales in 2017? 2017. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Was that Jake Javovich, maybe? Yes, it was. Yes. Okay. And yep. last question is... <coughs> Which team defeated the New Zealand Warriors in the 2016 Auckland Nines tournament? 2016? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, man. Carl Sharks. Uh, who did you say? Sorry, Sharks? No, sorry. No, I didn't say that. Oh, no, sorry. I didn't say that. Sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It, it's not the Sharks. I'll, I'll, that's a uh, hint. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. Broncos? Uh, no, it was Parramatta Eels, mate. But that's really good. You oh, got five okay. from six. Um, oh, no. <laughs> there's only three that I've interviewed that have got six from six. So you're up there okay. um, on the ladder. And I want oh, to thank- I only missed the nines. Who cares about the nines, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to th- thank you very much for joining us at the Final Tackle Podcast. Is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners, whether it's advice or um, promoting something, etc.? No, not really. I just you know, I love anyone who you know really loves the game. I think um, I think there's a lot of criticism around our, our game and rugby league. Generally speaking, a lot of people you know that all they want to talk about is bad things about the game and criticise things and people and whatnot. So I just find I love talking to guys like yourself just about footy in general and actually embracing um, the good stuff about footy, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I try and always focus on positives of people's careers um, when it comes to interviewing former and current players. Um, there are some that when I talk to them, they've been riddled by controversies, such as I've got... Um, uh, Sand Orel coming up next week. So yeah, and I've got John Hopawadi coming up next week. Ah, yeah. So I'm <laughs> yeah. definitely going to gauge it to be um, positive towards them. I'm not going to um, negatively gear it about them. So I'm just going to have to obviously very carefully word the way I ask the questions for them. But yeah, um, I always try and make them positive things and positive interviews and try and make them as relaxed as possible. Anyway, um, I'm going to have to edit that little bit out. Uh, thank you very much <laughs> for joining us here, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, man. Good Thank, you. Thank you. Bye. Roll the outro.